Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Tony. And welcome back to Thought Bubbles. And guess what? Uh, it's Spooktober still. I mean, Spooktober is not going to end. <laughs> like, even if October ends, Spooktober is still, like, on my radar. <laughs> We're living our hearts. <laughs> exactly. Um, but today we are talking about uh, one of actually my favorites, but I hadn't seen it in a while. Um, Tim Burton's 1999 uh, Sleepy Hollow, starring Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci, God, who else was in it? Um, Casper Van Dien, which kind of shocked me when I saw his face. Um, Michael Gambon. Oh my gosh, yes. Albus Dumbledore. Come on. I know. Come on. <laughs> I saw him and I was just like, excuse me. Like, no, but his voice, like, even when you're not looking, like, that voice was so iconic. You're like, that's Dumbledore. Like, <laughs> I, it really is. It really, and no offense to, um, I honestly don't remember the actor's name from the from Sorcerer's Stone, the one that played Dumbledore. Yeah, I think it's Richard Harris. I think it's Richard Harris. Oh, I think so. Um, I think it's something something like to that effect. Yeah, like no offense to him. It's just like he did great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but. I mean, he unfortunately passed away so after the first one. So we we were kind of everyone who has seen all the Harry Potter movies, like us, we have become used to Michael Gambon. Yeah, because um, <laughs> the other actor, he was more like low key and more like that really like that old wise man. But I feel like the newer Dumbledore was more. Like, he had more life to him, like, more lively. He was more, like, involved, I feel, and just a little bit more vocal. I don't know. I just – you can kind of tell the energy coming from Dumbledore is, like, very different from, like, the beginning to when he got more involved, it felt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> which, speaking of which, um, before we go back to the, the main topic of the conversation, which is Sleepy Hollow, um, I have to send you a TikTok about – Dumbledore, which I just remembered in my head. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're talking about Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow is one of those movies that uh, came to us towards the end of the 90s. Um, it is in true Tim Burton fashion. It's very creepy. It's very, um, you know, like you mentioned before, um, atmospheric. It's very of its, of its time, but it also sets the scene very well. Um, and you can't pick a better cast than what you got there. I mean, you had Jeffrey Jones. You had so many good people in this movie. Yeah. And Christopher Walken. Chris Christopher Walken as the headless horseman. Crazy. So and I'm like, he didn't have any lines. He just had to ride on a horse and just like <laughs> grin. <laughs> and it was still great. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I will, in true fashion of the podcast, uh, we'll do our little breakdown on a scale of one to five. So I'll let you go ahead and go first. Okay. So I would probably say, I feel like, you know what, it's hard because I feel like I'm very biased just because, and I think both of us are going to feel this way, but I feel like because I grew up with this movie and it just, to me, it screams like, you know, fall and Halloween time and 
I like I adore the cast. I grew up watching Johnny Depp like in everything. I grew up watching Christina Ritchie and everything. Um, so when I think of the 90s, I totally think of like them and like Winona Ryder and all those other really great actors of that time. I mean, obviously still here today, but they were really like, I feel like in every movie you couldn't, you could not, you couldn't not see them in a movie. Um, so I feel like because of that, I'm probably going to end up rating it like a four. I mean, I think this movie is really, really good, like a four out of five, um, because I love the atmosphere. There's so much about it that I personally just really love. And I think it was just done so right. But I'm also kind of going through a lens of like loving it back then and rewatching it now, still loving it. But I'm curious to see who would like watch it today and see what they would probably think. Um, but this is just solely based off of someone who like grew up loving this. So I would say a four, four out of five. Okay. Okay. Um, I am probably on the same wavelength. I, um, grew up with this movie. I, my mom was so against me seeing this movie when it came out because it was rated R and it was very violent and very bloody. And I think I was like seven at the time this came out. And still watched it anyway, of course, you know, rebellious children yeah. <laughs> of the 90s. Um, but um, this struck a chord with me because it was like very, it was just so much fun. Yeah. And that's what I like about it is it's, it's fun. It's, you know, it, it sets the scene in such a way that you kind of like you're able to like really get into these characters like johnny depp is ichabod crane um um who is this is actually pretty much a rendition of uh the legend of sleepy hollow which is kind of like a disney made their own iteration with um ichabod and mr toad so it's kind of like of that same caliber but of course tim burton gave it like the best you know tim burton-y experience he can do and i honestly have to say i would give it a four as well even rewatching it now i still found it a lot of fun it's it, it, it tends to get a little goofy but in cla- like in a classy kind of goofy way <laughs> if that makes sense yeah no completely i agree 100%. Um, I just think it's one of those movies that you, I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to say you can't go wrong with just because I feel like it has all the perfect elements of, you know, a, a fall and Halloween movie. I mean, personally, I would watch this movie all year long just because I love watching anything like spooky, no matter what time of the year it is. Um, but yeah, this to me is just, it really sets the tone for you know, this time of season, um, it has, you know, it's a, it's a little bit like dark and moody, but like in the best way. And I don't feel like it's scary at all. So this is the perfect film, in my opinion, for like anyone who wants to get in the spooky season, but you're not really a horror movie person. I think this would be great for you to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm actually really surprised that because I didn't maybe I don't know why I just never looked at the rating, but I didn't know that the movie was rated R. Um, I mean, maybe my parents didn't either because they let me watch it growing up. And 
even now I'm looking at it thinking that it doesn't really have anything in my opinion that's really like gruesome or it doesn't feel provocative or anything. So I'm curious as to why it's rated R. Maybe just maybe because of that time period that um, during that time, maybe that was just, this was a lot. Um, Of course, times have really changed now. And I feel like um, a lot of studios can get away with showing a little bit more in terms of like a family film. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I feel like it is just kind of uh, attuned to the 90s. The 90s were a different time. But the 90s also could get away with a lot of stuff, too, which we didn't really notice until we got into our adulthood. Um, But yeah, I feel like this one was probably rated R mostly because of just maybe it's like gore content. And because of the way it was, I mean, there, there were quite a few of uh, um, headless bodies lying around. <laughs> and um, still to this day, that scene really grosses me out when they were looking at that. I believe it was the first body when he first got there to examine the body in the forest. And when he was noticing the cart, the, the cut around the neck and he like lifted the skin and like that bug crawled out. I was like, bruh. <laughs> stop true true i think maybe i'm just so desensitized so now that you're talking about it i'm like yeah no that makes a lot of sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's just one of the, yeah it's one of those movies i mean now if you compare it to a movie of nowadays it definitely does not hold a candle to a lot of stuff that we've seen um but uh, on that note, we will drop our little intro, um, so that way we can get you guys in the spooky season, um, and we shall be right back to continue talking about Sleepy Hollow. Hopefully that got you into the the spooky Halloween season vibes. Um, so Sleepy Hollow. This movie, like we mentioned before, it is Tim Burton's, one of the Tim Burton films for the 90s. I personally feel like that's one of the reasons why I gravitated towards it so much was because it was a Tim Burton movie. And I grew up with like Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands. Um, so I was, and, you know, Batman, so I was kind of used to his, like, his style of movie. Um, and then we also had Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci. And Christina Ricci, I absolutely loved Christina Ricci. I, I believe the first time I ever saw her in a movie was Casper, if I remember correctly. And then I saw her in Now and Then. And I think the next one was That Darn Cat, which is a very huge variety of movie for 
<laughs> for someone to do. But, um, you know, Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp. So, I mean, he he definitely had that kind of um, following to get people in the theater to go see a movie with him in it, for sure. So I feel like those are the things that really gravitated me towards this movie when I first saw it. And then I I don't know. I feel like that was kind of like the time that I was really getting into like horror, I guess you can say, or like spooky things. So, I mean, Beetlejuice is considered a spooky horror movie, I guess you can say, but I consider that more of a comedy. Um, Edward Scissorhands, I consider that more of a... I don't know, actually. <laughs> Maybe like a romantic drama. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, Sleepy Hollow is its definitely a fun one. It's not too long either, which is also great about it. I mean, it's not overstuffed. It gets just the right amount of stuff in there to kind of, you know, give it its, um, its backbones, gives it its kind of like setting. Um, and then just kind of goes from there. Yes, absolutely. Um, what I really liked about this movie was, of course, like pretty much like everything like you were saying about it having Johnny Depp. You know, I I feel like so many movies of my childhood had Johnny Depp in them, um, as well as Christina Ritchie. And it was cool because I remember having seen her, like you said, in Casper, um, Adam's Family, Mermaids. You know, that's when she was like real little. Um so, yeah, I mean, I I love this cast, and I think as I watch this, you know, as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate how great this cast actually is versus, like, when I was a lot younger, I was like, oh, this is just a cool movie, but not really fully appreciating the actors that were in it that made up this entire ensemble of really awesome people. Um so, yeah, I mean, I think that this is just such a perfect film, like, especially in the regards of, like, putting it on when it's, like, really cloudy outside or it's, like, rainy outside. And I just remember this being, like, a staple for me, like, every every October. Um, yeah, I just, I love the aesthetic of this movie. I love the the fashion of this movie. I think it's so great. I don't know if you would say it's like Victorian or Gothic or I don't even know if those are the same thing, but like it's of that kind of vibe, which I really appreciated. Um, I just feel like this is so iconic and it's funny because I feel like sometimes when I watch movies now and they have a similar aesthetic, a similar vibe, I tend to say like this movie is very like Sleepy Hollow-esque and that's the only way I can really um, describe that type of aesthetic and that type of vibe. So when I was thinking about how I was going to describe this movie, I feel like it would be really funny to say like, it's Sleepy Hollow-esque because this is, I feel like where I really got that aesthetic for the first time and really like saw it and like fell in love with it and appreciated it and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, its setting is probably one of the most iconic settings. It just gives it, like you were saying, like that whole like gothic kind of like Victorian style. And it really sets the tone in such a way that you can actually 
kind of really visualize what this time period must have been like. You know, you have the horse-drawn carriages, you have the um the very dark, gloomy atmosphere of like a kind of like a haunted town. And I think that's what's so special about this movie is because it's it doesn't I mean it I feel like it it does rely quite a bit on, of course, visual effects, but that's only because of its time and because of what they had to accomplish with the movie. But it relies on them in such a way that it's not overbearing and it doesn't make it like cheesy or like over the top nonsense. Like it actually fits with its theming and everything. And it's not just kind of like, Oh, they're just doing visuals just for the sake of visual effects. But, um, I mean, looking at the movie now, uh, you know, of course it was nominated for three Academy Awards back in the 2000 um, Oscar ceremony, and it won for Best Art and Set Direction, but it was nominated for Cinematography and Costume Design, which I'm actually surprised it didn't win for um, all three. But um, now I'm kind of wondering what, <laughs> what else was nominated that year, uh, which, oh, I can actually check. Um, but another thing is, I feel like this movie is also, it was in a way a little bit, I guess, ahead of its time. Cause I feel like maybe it would have benefited a little bit more box office wise. Um, maybe, maybe about a decade later. Cause I feel like people would have appreciated it a little bit more as people have appreciated it now because it does have quite a bit of a cult following. Um, they managed to spend a hundred million dollars on this movie, just production wise. I don't even know how much the marketing budget was, but um, I believe here domestically, it only grossed about 102, which yes, it passes budget, but not by much. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I see what you mean by it kind of not having as much as a cult following at the beginning. Um, I feel like a lot of movies, I feel like that's kind of the trend of a lot of nowadays classics because looking back, a lot of these movies that we have grown to know and love, I feel like they didn't really do all that great on their first go. Like, um, for instance, we last week we talked about Hocus Pocus and that one didn't really do well at all. Um, its first run. And for some reason throughout the years, something just clicked in people and they were just, they realized how great it was and how much they ended up actually liking it. So, um, and I feel like that's with a lot of movies and I think that's really interesting. And I wonder what that, like, what is it to it that people maybe on the first go don't really vibe with it as much I'm not sure I think maybe sometimes you just kind of have to sit with things or maybe like you said it was just really ahead of its time and that group of people it just wasn't the right audience probably and later on down the road the right audience finally was born and like watched it and like loved it um yeah no this is definitely one that I really gravitate towards it's one of my favorites as well. Um, I really liked the kind of like true crimey like angle to it as well. Um, and it was really cool because it was like set in time that, you know, 
there wasn't like you you couldn't call like a private eye and like all that stuff and it wasn't like they we didn't have like forensics and all that so it was really cool to see um Johnny Depp's character be this like kind of like investigate do further investigation and try to figure out like who is it or what is it that's like killing all these people and in such a way of you know, chopping their heads off. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And that kind of makes me wonder if like, maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm such a true crime fan. I don't know. But I thought this was really, um, I thought that was really cool that they like, they had, they included that in there. Um, and yeah, I just thought that was really fun. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I really do like about this movie. It's just, it's very, like, they're trying to get down to the bottom of it. It's like an old Victorian, like, Agatha Christie, just with a haunted ghost on, <laughs> on a horse who's taking everyone's heads. Um, and it just gives it such, like, such a nice kind of, like, authentic kind of vibe to itself, which... I really appreciate what they did. And, you know, like, you, you got to give a hand to Tim Burton. Because, I mean, he's he's very well known for this kind of stuff. He's very well known for diving into the dark and spooky or the twisted and grim and whatnot. And really giving it, like, a sense of, like, life to where it's able to be appreciated in such a way that it's becomes a classic. That it, it literally becomes a classic. And um, a side note before I continue, um, I was actually just looking at the 2000 Oscars and shockingly, it lost out its cinematography Oscar to American Beauty of all movies and costume design to something called Topsy Turvy, which I have never in my life heard of. Um, American Beauty, we'll have to say that for another day because that movie, I actually just rewatched it for, I think I've only... I think I had only seen half of it before, but I saw the whole movie this time. And yeah, <laughs> that's, it's a weird one. That's a weird one. Uh, we do, we do not support Kevin Spacey on this podcast. Just to let everybody know. <laughs> wow. No, that's, that's crazy. I've, I've never seen American beauty. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of topsy turvy, um, interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah, I haven't really seen those, so I, I can't really like say if they were better or not, but yeah, I think this, like for sure the aesthetics and the costume costuming and all that stuff. Um, I thought that was really great. I think that's really what this film has so much of as well as like storyline, everything. I feel like this movie is just it's kind of everything all in one. Um, like you were saying, Tim Burton just really knows how to bring, he knows how to like bring back the dead, so to speak, like anything that's like very, you know, dark and um, deadly, you know, he knows how to really bring that life back into them, kind of make it fun and like really interesting. And yeah, I just really, I really loved that this aspect of it because, because it kind of gave me, very similar vibes to like a Crimson Peak where it's mostly just that time era. It's not necessarily anything to do with like the storyline. Of course, they're very different. Um, but yeah, I'm just really into those types. And But sometimes I also feel like you have to do those types of, that type of era right. And I do feel like this one was done in such a way where it was of that time era, but it didn't feel so 
like worlds away from us. I feel like even today you could still watch this film and completely understand what's going on. It's not like in this, you know, super crazy language that you don't understand. And I do feel like this movie is very timeless, although it is in a time period, which I feel like sometimes if not done a certain way, it can, it can be really difficult to watch later on. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see this movie being a fan favorite for years to come. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely have to agree. It's, it's one of those movies that thankfully it was not in like an old English <laughs> language because it would have given me like major, major, um, no offense to Robert Eggers. I do like Robert Eggers. Um, but it would have given me like witch, like the witch vibes. And that movie, I like it on its own merits, but it, it was a little hard to get into because of the type of dialect that they had to speak. Um, so I can't even imagine this movie being like that. Like I think this movie would have taken like a whole different turn if it was that if it was shot that way, uh, or scripted that way. Excuse me, but um, for sure. I mean, this movie is it's it's very of its time in a way that it can it can really hold on to it. And I do agree to the the Crimson Peak comment that you just made because it does feel like a because it gives you like that Victorian like manner kind of vibe to it. And it's just very like dark and gloomy and it's, it's got that like, you know, the gloomy atmosphere. It's always just like foggy and stuff. And um, that's what I really like about it for sure. Oh yeah. It has like this like looming sense of dread, but not in like a depressing way. It's more like, ooh, you know something's about to happen. And then of course things do happen. And so I tend to like movies. I've realized about myself. I love when a movie is like hauntingly beautiful. So anything that's like beautiful atmosphere, beautiful setting, um, you know, great costuming, but then it has a very dark story. And although this, in my opinion, is quite light compared to you know, so many other darker Victorian movies that you could watch. Um, I do feel that this one is just, this one to me is, like I said, the perfect one for anyone to watch, regardless if you like scary or you don't. This one is just really, really great. And I think really sets the tone for the season. And it's also just really entertaining and such a fun time. I don't feel that this movie drags whatsoever. I feel that it, feels like like you said before it's like a good time frame like you have a beginning middle and end nothing feels like it's dragging but also it doesn't feel too sped up either where you know you can still appreciate moments and really take in what's going on but it's not dragging it out too much where you're like okay can we just can we just keep going on so um yeah, plus, you know, it obviously helps having, like, this really great cast and the fact that it's in true um, Tim Burton style. You know, I feel like most of what he does, I just love. I love, you know, all of his movies pretty much. And I always find that I end up having just such a fun time. Anytime I'm watching anything by Tim Burton, um, 
but yeah, I just really love the vibe. I love the aesthetics and I love the story. Um, and yeah, I think, I think Johnny Depp, anytime Johnny Depp, um, teams up with, uh, Tim Burton, it's just always a good time for me. Oh yeah. Same. Absolutely. I mean, they, they make such a great pair. It's, you know, I completely agree with what you just stated. Um, it's just one of those movies that just really, it gives it its all and it gives you everything that it could possibly could give in like it's, you know, in its type of storyline and it doesn't overstuff it, but it gives you enough to kind of like, even if you don't know like everything about every single character, it's enough to give you kind of like a gist of every character's kind of arc, I guess you can say. And it lets you kind of know like, oh, this, per- like this group of people are this type of way. Like this group of people are this type of way. This one's cheating on her husband. This one's this, this one's this. Um, and this one has like a sensitive heart. This one is very timid and shy. This one's a big dummy. And it's, you know, it's visually appealing in such a way that you can digest everything, even if they're just like talking with just scenes of just dialogue where nothing's really happening. It's also easily digestible that it's, it's just a fun time. It's honestly just a fun time. Um, uh, so one thing I want to, I want to do is recount our favorite scenes from the movie. Um, so I'll let you go first. If you can pick out like maybe, uh, let's see, pick out like maybe two or three of your like favorite, like either scenes or just moments from the movie. Okay. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know if I can pick out like exactly like a scene, but I think just overall any scenes that are with both um, Ichabod and Katrina. What's her name? Katrina or Karina? Uh, Katrina. Yeah. So any, anytime those two are like on scene, like on the screen together, I just really love their chemistry, whether it be romantic or not. I really loved what they had. And I thought that was just really sweet because it came from a very, a very sweet, very like genuine place in the beginning. And of course, like their relationship and their chemistry, it starts to progress over throughout, throughout time and, you know, throughout the movie. And so I really liked that aspect of it. And I also just think anything, I mean, this whole movie is so visually beautiful. So I feel like it's kind of hard to like, say but I also feel like anytime you see the headless horseman on screen it's just so like well done um and I think especially for 1999 I was like this is just really great and I think it also helps the fact that like the movie like the the tone of the movie is very like dark and moody and the lighting is very dark and so I think that it's easier for them to get away with a lot of these practical effects and whatever that they're using, it just makes it look that much better. Um, and so I really liked that aspect of it. And I think any time that they would show like a body, because 
I just kept looking like this is done so well. Um, and it obviously, yeah, it's a bit gruesome, but I think for its time, it's just like, wow, like these, I feel like look like truly look like if someone just got their head cut off and it didn't look like a dummy. It looked actually really legit. And I thought that was really, really interesting. And then overall, everybody's outfits I loved. So I think it's hard for me to like straight up pick, but I would probably just, like I said, anything to do with the horsemen and anything to do with, um, Ichabod and Katrina. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's just so visually just stunning to look at. I mean, this I have to agree with the scenes with the hunts with the huntsman with the horseman. <laughs> Wrong movie, Tony. Um, but it's it was like you you know it was like ever so slightly stylized, but in a way to where it wasn't obvious that it was like special effects and. It was just like the whole setting of every time he came around, there was just like thunder and like lightning strikes and ever ever so slight like dense amounts of fog. And um you know, even like when you mentioned with the whole um uh with the dead bodies, when he would take off with the heads, and it's like the heads didn't look at all like cheap or like they skimped on budget. Like they they did the makeup so well on like so much of like the characterizations of everything that it just looked so believable. It looked so like authentic and you know fun. And you know I'm not saying that anyone getting their head cut off is fun, <laughs> obviously. But um, I mean, if you're watching in a movie that it's meant to do that, it's meant to look a certain way. It's it's in a way it's stunning in a macabre kind of way. <laughs> um, I did really like the, uh, the setting with the tree. I thought the setting with the tree was really cool. It's um, like where you, where his grave is and whatnot. And I did like the, the effects they used to make it look like the tree was bleeding and it was like kind of pulsating at times. And it, you know, like if I if I personally had to pick for myself, like maybe a favorite scene, um, I would probably say maybe the scene when Casper Van Dien's character, which I for some reason cannot remember his character's names. I think it was Brom. Um, when he had the little showdown with the with the horsemen and him and Ichabod are kind of there and it was just like that sense of kind of like slowly building suspense you know he just you know the horseman just came in and like slaughtered a whole family so Brahms over there trying to be the hero of the day and it's um it's that sense of kind of like it's like a mix of suspense slash action slash like horror in a way and it's just like that nice blend all together at once because it gave you like this kind of like sense of excitement like oh my god like there's so much happening right now and even though poor Casper Van Dien did get sliced in half <laughs> I think it was just you know the build up the tension the 
the fun amounts of just kind of like people going back and forth and it's just like sword fight sword fight you know they're fighting some dude that's missing a head who who has very good senses because he detected every time somebody was going to take a swing at him and it, it was just like a very fun like very choreographed like fight scene and i think that's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie for sure Oh, definitely. Yeah. As you were saying that, I totally saw it. Like, I remember seeing that too and just feeling like, wow, like there's so much going on, but it doesn't feel like so much. It just feels like the right amount of like everything, like, because I feel like this is the part of the movie that, okay, cool. We're really getting into it now and we're really kind of coming to like a final chapter and like coming to a close and we're really like, we don't we're not playing anymore, you know, like we, we need to figure out what we're going to do. So I really, yeah, I really loved that scene. Um, and I think also any scene that they would somehow like, um, you know, push down the headless horseman or whatever. And they'd be like, Oh, is he dead? And it's like, no, you can't kill someone that's already dead. And he'll just like get back up and then he'll just like, you know, mosey on over, like nothing happened. And it's like kind of funny, but it's also like, oh, snap. Like that kind of makes it even creepier when it's like, this is a entity that you cannot kill. Um, and so it's like, you get to the point where you're like, oh, how are they going to defeat this thing? Because, you know, swords and guns are just not cutting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it, you know, it creates that sense of kind of like comical effect because every time he's knocked down or he's kind of like on the ground or something and people think he's, that's it. He's, they've got him cornered. Like he kind of rises up, like sits up like Michael Myers does. <laughs> and it, I mean, even Johnny Depp's character also gives it that sense of kind of like timid comical effect as well. Because Ichabod is such kind of like a, he like he's like a he's like a goofy kind of like nerdy character but a nerd in the sense of like a victorian style and it it just gives it kind of like that goofy kind of like sensibility of itself and even when he was just kind of like little mannerisms he would do to where he would like try not to gag or even the scene when he was trying to get through the tree where the um horseman's grave was and he's like cutting through the branches and there's like blood spurting everywhere it kept like the camera kept panning back to his face and you just see him like reacting every time he got like splashed with blood and i'm like i feel like that would be anyone's reaction but it's also kind of just goofy in a way because he knew he had to do it and it's just i i just i love all the characters in this movie they're just even the horseman i mean you can't help but not like the horseman i mean he he had his purpose for you know doing the things he did um i get it we understand at the end he was disturbed and he his grave was disturbed he was a misunderstood individual back in the day but, um, I mean, 
even though Christopher Walken literally had no lines and all he had to do was just smile and grunt and just yell and wave a sword around and kind of like sharpen his teeth. <laughs> That's a, you know, that, that was enough to kind of give the character a sense of he was, he was brutal, but he was brutal in his own right. Yeah, no, completely. I agree. Um, and yeah, I think overall everybody takes, um, everybody adds to like how great this movie is. So every, even the small parts are great. So yeah, overall, I agree with what you're saying is that everybody in this movie just really does their due diligence and it then creates this like really awesome ensemble. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, this whole episode might just sound like we're completely raving about the movie. And don't get me wrong, we are. But <laughs> um it's it's because it's such like a fun experience. And um I mean I do have to admit it has its its moments of a little goofiness, especially towards the end. If you guys have not seen it, Definitely check it out. Hopefully Paramount Plus will get it at some point. I don't know why they don't have it because it's a Paramount movie. But um, it's pretty much available to rent or buy anywhere right now. I don't think it's on a streaming service. Um, But, you know, even the scene towards the end where they... um, um, Where they actually finally kind of, like, get the horseman. Like, he he got his head like back on his body and there was like these weird, like very like cartoony, like contortions his body was making and his, his eyes bugged out at one point, And I was just like, Oh my God, this looks like a damn Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> but I, I feel like I was okay with it because of the type of movie it is. And because it's Tim Burton, I feel like he's able to get away with it. Yeah, no, exactly. I totally agree. Yeah, so definitely, I mean, if you guys have not checked out this movie, it's, you know, the God, this hurts my soul to say it, but the movie is 23 years old. <laughs> movie is 23 years old. Um, uh, like I mentioned before, it is ever so slightly, it was ever so slightly ahead of its time. Um, it does have uh, somewhat of a cult following now, so I, I do picture this movie. This movie is probably one of those that's on my radar to keep on my like Halloween like watch list. Um, I have missed out on it a couple of times over the past few years, um, but because there's just so many horror movies that just come out like year after year after year, and um, and then of course I gravitate towards my original favorites, but. This one is definitely one for everyone to check out. Um, like I said, it's unfortunately not streaming right now, but um, you can buy or rent it uh, pretty much anywhere. So iTunes, Vudu, Amazon, Google. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you think? You want to you want to go ahead and draw this one to a close? Yeah. All right. All right. Um, yeah, definitely, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening. This this is a fun movie. Oh yeah. So definitely recommend if you have a chance to watch it. Yeah, like don't skip on this one, especially if you're a fan of Johnny if you're a Tim Burton fan, if you're a Christina Ricci fan, 
hell, if you're a Michael Gambon fan, <laughs> um, if you're a Jeffrey Jones fan, um, Miranda Richardson, everyone. Yeah. Um, this is just one of those movies that just really gets you into the Halloween vibe. Yeah, it, it takes a classic, you know, a classic short story and turns it into a real just kind of like just spooky fun ride. A spooktacular so, time. A spooktacular time. There we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely we will see you guys again later. Um, we'll be back again to talk about um, if I remember the list correctly, I believe one of them is Beetlejuice. Um, so hey, we're going to dive into another Tim Burton. Yeah. Because Tim Burton rules our spooky central part of our brains. Exactly. <laughs> yep. He lives in there rent free. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, if you guys have any comments about anything, um, definitely shoot us an audio message, shoot us an email, or shoot us a DM on Instagram. Um, everything will be down in the episode notes below. So, yeah, we will see everybody next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.